Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Guys, the stories are hectic. It is hectic, and, and I think we've hit a nerve for most South Africans because everyone, before you become a property owner, you start off as a tenant. Yes. And there's good and bad stories both sides of the fence. So, you know, there, there's a legal issues which needs to be observed. Yeah. And um, you asked me the question, if you're thinking of becoming a, a landlord, what should you consider? Hmm. The first yeah. thing I would say, if you're thinking of becoming a landlord, consider you paying that mortgage on your own. Because tenants don't always pay. Yes. So you every know. month they don't pay, you need to be able to support that mortgage. So don't get an investment property you can't afford to pay without a tenant. Because mm. already that's a recipe for disaster. Tenants move sometimes, they don't pay on time, and it will affect your credit rating at the end of the day if they don't pay rent. So number one rule, don't get an investment property which you can't afford yourself okay. um, without a tenant. It, it, Second rule is get get a, a, a vet your tenants well. Okay. And, you know, often we tenants tend to prefer agents to do this because they do the ITC checks, etc. But many tenants get their property in, in horrible states. I've seen pictures online where tenants have destroyed properties. Mm. So you need to try and get the right tenant in there. But the law does also state that as a landlord, you need to issue a receipt every time you receive a rental payment. You need to maintain the property. You need to allow your tenants the right of privacy to enjoy their home undisturbed. So you can't just swing by yeah. any time to check out your, your, your property. And you must also not inspect the property without giving the tenant reasonable warning. So you need to warn them. And your rent must be reasonable, you know. So um, another important thing is if you're setting your rent, look at the rentals in the area and try and be in line with that. Um, and also importantly, have a written lease agreement because this is what actually protects you eventually when you end up at the rent board when things do go wrong. Gerald, but you say rent must be reasonable. Now, a lot of people assume that if my bond is 6000 I can charge them 7000 and I'm making an extra 1000 rand on top of what I'm paying the bank. So how do you make it reasonable because you're still trying to cover your, um, your bond? I think that's the, that's part of the education we need landlords to know that a tenant is not supposed to pay your bond. Yeah. A tenant is supposed to pay rent, which is in line with the area. You as an investor can top up that amount because you are the one who's going to get the long-term mm. benefit of that mm. property appreciating in price. But let's also remember that, you know, tenants have things they need to do yeah. legally. Yeah. Tenants have to pay the rent on time. You can't give stories every time you can't pay rent on time. You need to use the rental property for the proper property for the purposes stated in your agreement. So you say you are living there, you can't start a, a spaza shop or other or sublet without letting your landlord know. Yeah. And also, you know, maintain the interior of the property. A lot of tenants don't maintain properties, eh? A lot of tenants say it's not mine, it's not mine daba. And also, you can't make alterations to the property without consent of the landlord. So, yes, you want to put up your speakers or your big screen TV. You actually need to actually discuss it with the owner of who is your landlord. So, these are some of the rights we need to know. But all disputes are governed by the Rental Housing Act 50 of 1999. So, you end up at what they call the Rental Housing Tribunal. And they tend to solve all these tenant-landlord issues, um, which we're covering. And in case I sound too clever for you guys, I'm reading Chapter 11 of a book (laughs) called My Money. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's page 44. It's a book which I wrote. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Let's support the book as well because some of this knowledge needs to be shared. But it's really scary. Um, we've seen some really harrowing stories coming through of landlords and tenants abusing, abusing their rights. Yeah. So, I mean, Gerald, you're speaking about the tribunal, and I have personally lodged a complaint at the tribunal for an entire year now. I keep sending emails. They keep just ignoring me. What, what's the next step? Look, yes, the rental guard, as you can imagine, you know, we're just having this show, and already so many people have stories. The rental tri- tribunal is swamped, and generally they are there legally, but... Often they don't give you the recourse you're looking for because they're just swamped. It's like the CCMA of rent. So, you know, what I can simply say is, you know, the most important thing about your your rental property is selecting the right tenant. I know the tribunal is there, but I also have that experience with a lot of clients that they don't get um, the results they want. Ultimately, if you do go through the process at the tribunal, they can issue you with um, an or a court order which protects you to either remain in the property or to um, not be evicted. But, you know, it's a long process. And landlords choose the right tenants. Tenants respect your landlords. And let's try and operate within the law. Problem yeah. is um, some landlords are looking to be parents or lovers. And some tenants are looking for ways of not paying rent. And that's where sure. the problems start yeah. from. And and agents too, you know, agents too, because I mean, and and they know that the tribunal takes so long to respond, so they they don't really care. They know nothing is going to come of your complaint. On the back of what Nala's just said, I actually wanted to ask from you, which is better, going through an agent or renting out your property di- direct to, to to your tenants? Look, um, generally speaking, going to an agent has an additional layer of protection. But ultimately, you decide on who goes into your property as the tenant. And I would definitely say, you know, be very careful. A lot of people's credit record was destroyed by tenants because you thought you were getting yourself into an investment property. And before you know it, you've been ITC. The bank is on your case wanting the property back. And where you had a good credit standing to be able to buy a second property, you end up in a situation where your credit is, 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 is no longer standing. So I think, you know, being a landlord is a, is, a, is a decision you need to think about long and hard. Um, there's other ways to get passive income, um, which doesn't involve a person who has issues, uh, especially in, in light of people losing jobs, etc. They usually mm-hmm. tell you, uh, your tenants will tell you, I lost my job. And even to replace them, that means you're going to have to fork out the mortgage three, four, five months, sometimes repair the property, etc. And And also, you know, Keep a receipt of your payments because that's very important as evidence at the rent board. Gerald, uh, if people want to get the book, I'm assuming they can go to your website, right? Askgerald.co.za. On askgerald.co.za, yes, we, we, are, we are pre-selling the new book. If you want the older version, which doesn't have the new chapters, it's there online. I will tweet out the link. Please support it. Let's clear out the stores and start going on the new one. Find him on Twitter at AskGeraldCFP. Thank you so much, Gerald. We'll chat on Monday again. Awesome. Have a great team week. Cheers. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.